0: Well, it's been a couple of days since we've been talking together, and I want to share some things from my heart that I believe that, that God is wanting to open up for us. And one of those things is the fact that God um, wants us to keep going after him in all things, okay? And one of those things that he wants us to keep going after is his heart and, and seeking connection with him. Uh, one of the, excuse me, one of the questions that I always get is, does God really care about my need? It's so small. And I'm gonna tell you that God absolutely cares about your need. He, he already knows, he already has the answer. But what he <laughs> wants to do is to overwhelm you with how much he loves you in your process. So keep this in mind as we go forward. Now, in Matthew 7, 7, uh, Jesus says, um, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened unto you. He says this, and then he says, uh, for, those, for those who, who ask, uh, they will have an answer. If you seek, you're going to find. If you knock, the door will be opened unto you. Um Ask and it'll be given to you. Uh, a lot of us have this feeling, like God is uh, God is a um, well. How's the best way to say it nicely? Uh, that God is a, a butler and He's there for your every convenience. He's there for your every desire, uh, and He's He, he wants to um, He wants to serve you in every way possible. And that's not God. Okay, God's not Santa Claus for crying out loud. God is God. And we need to recognize that the Bible says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And that just does not mean reverence and and awe. It means also to, hey, listen, you need to be afraid of this for what he can do. So uh, although he doesn't want us to have a relationship built out of fear because fear negates love, but love also negates fear. And so we come with this idea or this this purpose of connection and that's what God wants to do. So having said that, um, a lot of times people ask questions but they're asking the wrong question. What is the right question in all of these situations? What is the correct question that Jesus wants us to have answered? What is that question? The question is um, when we're praying It is to pray what Jesus is praying. Now, remember, the Bible says that we don't know how to pray as we ought. We don't know how to pray as we ought. But Jesus and the Holy Spirit and the Father are ever making intercession for us. They're always interceding for us because we don't know how to pray as we ought. So basically, we're praying something and then the Holy Spirit comes along and and actually prays what we're supposed to be praying a lot of times what i do is i pray in the spirit and i you know because i really don't know how to pray as i I pray in the spirit until i sense something from god that says uh yeah this is what i'm supposed to pray for and um and then this is how i'm supposed to pray for that thing cuz it's not only uh what we're praying it's it's praying the correct way it's, it's praying jesus heart now the bible also says that we don't have because we do not ask. And when we ask and we don't have, it's because we're asking amiss. We're asking with the wrong motives. We're asking the wrong things. What was Jesus' prayer? What did Jesus pray? When Jesus prayed, he said, Father, that they may be one, even as we are one. Okay, John uh, John, chapter 17. Pray that they would be one, even as we are one. That's prayer of Jesus, okay? Okay. Um, the disciple, not the disciples, the, the the leper came to Jesus and said, Lord, if you are willing. And then Jesus turns around and says, I am willing, be healed. Jesus, I am negated the if. It totally took it out of the equation. There was no if when Jesus said, I am. So you recognize that and you see that. Um, so you keep asking and you ask the right questions. And you gotta find you gotta get to the heart of Jesus to find out what the right question for your situation is, or the right question to ask him. Okay? And you and you keep asking until you get an answer. Ask and you you'll receive, seek and you'll find. You're asking him, you know, Lord, I need um I need eight thousand dollars for a plane ticket or for this missions trip. Um right now I need about Uh, I'm going to say for all the things I want to do immediately, um, all the things I want to have accomplished this year, I need $8,000 to accomplish, to get everything. And that's not including my book publication. That's just for the trips that I want to go on. Um, You know, can God do it? Yeah. So what's the right question that I need to ask? And, And, you know, obviously, you know, it's getting the heart of God in a situation and then he says seek jesus said seek and you will find he says keep seeking now a lot of people when i when i mentioned this or what has been preached to me over the years was that when you ask you got to keep asking basically you're begging and you don't have to beg god you know you don't have to beg god for anything but then he says keep seeking all right you you don't have, just like you have to ask the right question you need to seek in the right place. Now I used to play hide and seek with my children and my kids, they would hide someplace and I would look. And if they weren't in, if they weren't in the cabinet, I would look under the couch or in the, behind the couch, or I would look in their room in the closet, whatever. I would look for them until I found them and the same thing happens when you come to jesus and you need to see jesus and you need to talk to jesus and you need you're you're seeking him and you're searching for him if he's not in one spot you need to find him in another spot he's somewhere there it's like uh, do you remember the disciples when they were talk when they were going fishing and they you know they were out all night they couldn't find they couldn't catch anything well then they come to shore and they're cleaning their nets and jesus says did you catch anything you know, sarcastically, did you catch anything? And they said, no, I didn't, we didn't catch anything. And he said, okay, go out a little deeper and cast your net on the other side or cast your nets into the deep. Okay, sometimes you gotta stop cleaning your nets, stop cleaning what you're doing and just go deeper with God. It's another message for another time. But understand that you need to go deeper. And then they came out with a catch so big that they had to get other boats to help them. I think that was the one where they had 153 fish that they needed two boats, you know, to help them to help him get it back to shore. So you recognize that if Jesus is not one place, you need to seek for him someplace else. He said, "If you seek me, you will find me. If you search for me with all of your heart, so there's a key. You must search for him with all of your heart. You have to get rid of the." Um, of the prejudice or the pre uh, the preconceived idea of where god is or what god is and you need to come the way he wants you to come and seek him where he is a lot of times if i'm in a sad situation or a bad situation i will say god where are you in this situation and i'll look for him okay sometimes he'll be in the corner Sometimes he'll be in the middle of it. Sometimes he's, he's on the other side, you know, and, and I just say, okay, God, I need you. Sometimes he's in the middle of the water when the storm is raging and he says, come. Jesus is in the coming. When you come to him, he's there. Sometimes Jesus is in the waiting. It's the eager anticipation of him. It's that lying in wait for the prey, lying in wait for him. Sometimes he's there. Sometimes he's in the earthquake. Sometimes he's in the hurricane. Sometimes he's in the strong wind. Sometimes he's in the loud voice. A lot of times he's in the still small voice. You got to find him where he is. Seek for him and you will find him. In Psalm 27, 8, one of my favorite uh, portions of scripture You know, right after he says, he says, um, now one thing I have asked and that will I seek after that I will dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord. Okay, and then after that in verse eight, he says, the Lord said, seek my face. My soul cried out, Lord, your face I will seek. That's not like you take a couple minutes and you're not here, so I'm just gonna go someplace else. It's really seeking until you find them, dudes. That's what what it boils down to. You keep seeking him, and you're seeking him, seeking for him. If he's not in one spot, you look for him in another spot. And the same thing applies to knocking. You're knocking. You're knocking. Knock on another door. You knock. You keep knocking. You knock. Where are you, God? You know, you just knock. I remember I used to work in bo- in the bottled water door-to-door sales. I sold vacuum cleaners door-to-door. And I'll tell you what, you want a tough life? That's tough life right there. And um, as I'm knocking on the door, if nobody was home, I would go to the next door. That's why they say next door. You go to the next door. You keep going to the next door until somebody's home. My My process was I would knock. I would knock, count to 45, knock again, count to 30, knock a third time, count to 15, I would go to the next house. That's how I would do it. And, uh, you know, if nobody was home at the one place, I went to the next place. Now, I had a lot of reward when it came to the door-to-door. Somebody opened the door. I was My reward was being able to pray for them and bringing them into the presence of God. For some reason, people let me into their house all the time. You know, when they were home, I would I would get in. You know, it's called favor, and I never I never misjudged the favor that God had given me. I never I never abused the favor that God had given me. But what I did was I used it as a tool to show people how good God was and is. So you keep knocking, you knock on the door. If it's not opening, if that door isn't opening, you don't keep knocking on the same door. What you do is you go to the next door. I hear people all the time, I'm called to preach. God's called me to preach. Well, that's amazing. I'm glad for you. I'm glad that you're called to preach. But hear me when I say this. If God's not opening that door, Wait for him until he gives you a door that 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 he will open for you. You know, I I uh, I know this. A lot of people said if 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 you go to a door and and you know, or if God closes a door, go to the window. And I'm like, you know, nobody's home. Go to the door that he's home. Uh, Psalm two, I think it's around verse five. He says, uh, "Ask of me, and I will give you the nations." That's something that you can continually ask until God gives you those nations. God will give you the nations if you ask for him. That's something. That's a key to what God is praying, to what God is wanting, to what God wants us to ask. That is the key. That is a key. Ask of me and I will give you the nations as an inheritance. We'll talk more about that in the coming days. A few days ago, we were talking about the tares and the wheat. You came to him and asked him for wisdom. They came to the landowner and they asked him for wisdom. Hey, listen, we planted these good seeds, but the adversary came and he planted these bad seeds, these tares. Do you want us to go and pull them out? And he says, no, leave it alone. Let it go. Wait, what? He says, yeah, let it go. Leave it alone. We'll let them grow together, and when the harvest comes, we will pull the tares first and burn them, and then we'll pull the wheat, okay? You can ask for wisdom. Remember, Solomon asked for wisdom, and God gave it to him. Actually, he asked for the mind of Christ, the mind of God. It was something that was post cross. That was available to Solomon. He must have learned that from David, who, who, who had done things that was post-cross, like his, his style of worship was post-cross, that we could come to him and worship him to experience him. That was post-cross. So there's two things that we can pray for: the nation's wisdom. We can pray for more of his presence. Yeah, so sometimes you have to leave it alone. I'm going to go here for just a couple of minutes. I really feel my spirit to go here. Um, A lot of times we experience and we go through things and we do things that, um, how do you say it's, it's like we, we, we go through things and we um, keep going after it in a bad way, like, like uh, somebody offends us. So we keep going to them and we continually endure the conflict and we continually have um, bad feelings and, and things like that. God does not want us to do that. He wants us to get rid of it right then he wants to show how great he is in all situations conflict is is a happens man there's always conflict if you're married and if you want to get married and you and you're not wanting conflict don't get married i'm just saying you will experience the conflict these tears sometimes have to grow with what God's doing in your life. And then when the harvest time comes, when it comes time, then you take it, God takes it and he burns it in the fire. Remember, not everything we do is a precious jewel or a gem. Sometimes it's wood, hay, and stubble, and the burning of the Lord has to happen in order for us to be set free. The burning of the Lord will happen. And the only thing that'll be left is the gold, the the jewels, the precious stones, That's all that's going to be left over. You have to hear God's heart. And you have to keep seeking him. You have to keep asking him, what's wisdom in this situation? Ask him the right questions. I have a lawyer friend of mine. And uh, I knew them for a while. And they had, uh, he, he would always tell me, Never ask a question you don't know the answer to. So basically, you had to ask the right question. That's wisdom right there. Ask the right question. Never ask a question you don't know the answer to and ask the right question. If you want to get a conviction, you have to ask the right questions. So when I go before the Lord and I'm meditating on the Lord, I try to ask questions. And if I'm not getting an answer, I try to ask the right question. We'll have more on that uh, coming up. Well, praise God. God is so good. My book, I just finished editing it, uh, the first process of the editing. And um, that'll be coming out probably in the next couple of months. Uh, keep, keep an ear out for it from this podcast and uh, and just know that God is good. Hey, we're on some we're on the Google podcast, we're on Spotify now. Uh you can listen to us anywhere. Well, anyway, God bless you guys. You have a great day and we'll talk to you again next time.